Hello and welcome to another edition of Cricket with a Cup of Chai podcast. I'm your host, Gav Joshi, or God of Joshi. And alongside me, my co-host, the man with plenty of names, but I'll just refer to him as simply Bharat Sundaresan. Hello, my dear friend. We're on a roll. Two podcasts, consecutive podcasts, two weeks in a row. We're going well. We have momentum on our side, Gav. We really do. Uh, I don't think we've ever done this before. We've actually this time picked a day. We said Thursday is our day. I mean, you picked it. Um, and we've uh, stuck to it. Uh, though I called you an hour and a half ago <laughs> to press record. It's taken us this long to talk about everything else but the podcast or the cricket. Uh, but we are here and uh, we are ready to talk some cricket, some journalism and some predictions that we had made coming true absolutely i mean those who listened to us last week we we were pretty much saying why india was going to lose the test match rather than why india was going to win the test match so uh yes we were very close to them over the past two and a half months and you know the whole winning and the whole euphoria of of winning in australia probably seemed to indicate that yes india was probably going to lose and it happened um but I want to talk to you about a couple of things um, and, you know, being journalists. Now, first, big debate after, and it happens every time India lose, is why wasn't Kuldeep picked? Uh, we talked about it last week on our podcast. It was just made cricketing logic that Akshar Patel had to play. Now, of course, he didn't play because he was injured. Hmm. Now, two cricketing topics, you know, it just makes pure sense. And Virat Kohli said it too. You cannot have Kuldeep... Uh, Ashwin and Sundar in the same team because they both spin the ball in the same direction. And I can't recall many teams doing it. So it made perfect sense to me and to you. And the second thing was in Brisbane, Washington Sundar was picked at number seven because they had to have a strong batting. Um, and they the team management clearly don't feel that Ashwin's you know, good enough to bat at number seven. So even that was pretty much spot on. Now, you agree, I agree to it, but across India, there's been so many of these conspiracy theories because Kuldeep's not getting along with somebody. And mm. how does that work? You've been around in this field. I mean, is there any logic to this or is that just normal, if you, if you can say, Indian cricket journalism? I think a lot has changed with journalism, uh, whether it's cricket journalism or just journalism in general in the last 10, 15 years, at least from the time I've come in. Um, and the influence of social media. Look, I'm sure conspiracy theories have existed all like forever in um, in Indian cricket, especially uh, because there are just so many of us and there are so many people vying for sports and only 11 can play at any given time. As we know, uh, there will always be questions asked about is there bias with selection or is someone not being picked because somebody doesn't like them. But you can just nip the Kuldeep Yadav bud. Uh, or the, the conspiracy about his selection uh, in the bud because if somebody actually didn't like it let, let's look at it from that angle to start with why would he even be in this squad like <laughs> like he couldn't have done something so wrong that you pick him in the squad and you just like leave him like you know to rot in the dressing room and say ah, look this is how we punish you like really I mean he still gets paid money to be in the squad right I mean that's if you really there was this bias or this uh angst against him for some reason or someone had an axe to grind you wouldn't do that so i think like you said cricketing logic 
has does come through. Uh, you already explained it beautifully why it shouldn't surprise anyone that Kuldeep Yadav did not play uh, either at the GABA or here. But I think the difference here is Gab in the past, like when you're not in the press box or when you're not part of the media, it's understandable if you come up with these conspiracy theories because you don't have the access or the the nows at some levels to um, know what is happening within the team. You don't have, you don't get to watch practice sessions. You don't get to interact with cricketers, uh, whether it's on a one-on-one basis or in a press conference. Um, yeah. And I think what has happened with social media and because there are so many journalists on social media, somewhere the line has just gone, not even blurred, it's vanished between uh, the punter, as they call them in Australia, which is just a, uh, uh, the cricket fan. Average person. Yeah. yeah, a cricket fan who's not in the press box. He doesn't have the privilege or the uh, the luxury of sitting in the press box. And us, who are like, you know, this is our job. We do it. Like, we get the best yeah. seat in the house and get paid to watch cricket. I think the line's just gone to so where a lot of journalists have started getting um, sucked into it in a way. Or I don't know whether it's a question of them playing two roles. One as a journalist when they write for the paper and the other as just being a punter on, on Twitter or social media. It's just a warped yeah. state of affairs right now. But it is disappointing when you see like really seasoned journalists also insisting that no, there will be, has to be a conspiracy theory where, where you're actually taking away from your very basics of journalism. I, I agree with you. And, uh, you know, you just, but, you know, as we head into the second test match and you talked about eyes on the ground, um, and, and, and Gabba to an extent, although there were Australian journalists there, you and I weren't there. But, you know, even leading up to that uh, first test in Chennai, there was nobody there to watch practice. Um, so, you know, I think somebody asked the question is Hardik Bhatne actually bowling in the nets? Because mm-hmm. if there's no videos of it you know nothing on social media as as you say um, no eyes to see it then we don't know the answer similarly we potentially could have another conspiracy theories as you can say uh, leading into the second match because yes journalists are allowed to watch the second match but only on match days so what's happening today tomorrow and day after and so forth um, you know, whether Kuldeep's actually bowling in the nets, um, who he's actually working with. Uh, we've able to see it. Lots of people who've covered many tours before us have seen it as well. So it's just not us. Um, but when you don't have that in front of you, it, it, it's very hard to almost report on it. Can I say that? It is hard to report on it. And that's where you need to... Uh... Do what is it just about being creative then, or do you, is that where you? I think you should bring your cricketing logic into it. You have to bring your cricketing logic into it, or just don't write about selection matters. I mean, in the sense, if what is journalism, right? We have to base whatever we write on facts and not opinion. I mean, yeah, there are columnists, there are reporters. So there's a huge difference between that. I mean, a, a Sunil Gavaskar, for example, is a columnist. His job is not to go and report on net sessions or uh, watch the game the way we do. He's an expert. He's one of the greats of the game. And so when he writes, he writes opinion. So he can have an opinion on selections and all that. But when you're purely writing it as a journalist, your, your job is only to write whatever you can back on the basis of facts. And if you don't have facts, I would say like there's actually then you're, there's no point getting creative about uh, 
why especially something like selection right which you have to be yeah. there to get an idea and even we have experienced it so many so has so have so many other journalists around the world you can pick up some things from net sessions but they might not come true like we both thought shardul thakur would play at uh, the scg and he did not like you know we were trying to pick out body language <laughs> mayank agarwal and shardul thakur and in, yeah. in many ways we got it wrong vihari we thought we might not play but he played so um right. these things happen so it's always speculative so there's no point getting creative unless of course you have that kind of relationship with someone in the team management or maybe with a selector and you can get something out even if it's a source based quote or a source based opinion yes. then it's different then you can write a piece or just like to go down that route of conspiracy theories uh doesn't do it for me and in a way it like again i reiterate it takes away from uh what we are paid to do but let's let's put both of us on the spot here if if um uh, you know say akshar patel is not fit i mean my cricketing logic would still say uh that they got to go with almost the same team I, i'm just i'm not you know like i said i'm just trying to be speculative here because we don't know what's going on but again that cricketing logic has to be applied somewhere um uh, within your uh, within your piece but Uh, the the other thing i want to talk about is you know you mentioned sort of the you know social media and 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 journalists and how much sometimes we're probably on it uh different modes of social media hmm. simple question and and you know you you everybody loves your uh tweets on indian practice sessions and so forth and you know it's funny enough you've been you know over the last sort of one year ago uh, a lot of people saying oh this is great but uh, like i've known you you've known us uh, you've known me uh, you've been there for longer like when you started you you've watched mumbai ranji trophy net sessions in you know like from <laughs> from from orissa to uh, you know like surat to everything um and when you've been on different tours with me we like in new zealand or whatever it was for when you came to australia first time 2014 we've, we but now it's it's almost like oh you know barat or to an extent gav are putting these social media things on social media but your eyes have always been there that's your more so do you actually need social media to do your job like if i shut down your twitter account today or not me but if you decide to shut down can you do your job or not if i am not able to do my job without uh, having twitter or social media then i am not doing my job right <laughs> so look i i came into the profession where like i sound like an old man now where there was no twitter i'll tell you why i joined twitter that's why my name or whatever is still beastie boy i was in delhi in 2009 for, uh, covering the ipl which was in south africa so i was still uh, within a year in my profession uh or in my career i was called to delhi to the indian express office by kunal pradhan the then sports editor and he just wanted me to write match reports of tv so i was in delhi and this is when if you remember the whole chris gale versus west indies cricket board issue was just like uh beginning to erupt uh and yeah. he just said that oh chris gale seems to be tweeting a lot so are you on twitter i said no what is twitter again like i know what it is but this is back when i was not i had no presence anywhere on social media and i'm not the most open of people as you know when it comes to like just sharing where i am what i'm doing and all that correct uh, i wasn't anyway so um i randomly joined twitter to follow keep a tab on chris gale and my first tweet came 4 years later and it was the most random tweet ever like i can tell you what it was as well so i have a friend a classmate called I had a classmate called uh, junston 
right? And I loved his uh, the names in their families. So his name was Junston. His brother's name was Julyston. His father's name was Augustine. His mother's name was May. And you know, like, <laughs> once of I was always fascinated by it. And then Junston gets married, um, and he had a child. Oh, I forget his child's name. He'll kill me for this. Which was just a normal name, like which is like Rahul or something yeah. like that. And I said that has to be my first tweet, like a family with all those fascinating names based on months. Names, <laughs> like yeah. So that's how I really got into Twitter. And as you know, like you know, till the till I moved to Australia, I was very 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 intermittent on Twitter. Like you know, I rarely tweeted. And even now, like you said, net sessions. Like it's not like I don't do it for Twitter. Like I've been watching net sessions from a long long time. And it's not just exactly. Like, yeah, I mean I remember. When I started covering uh, sport, Gab, like, or when I came into the profession, I used to do a lot of uh, division, like lower division football, and then I prom- yeah. uh, got like <laughs> uh, promoted to doing the I League, which is the biggest league in, or which used to be now, it's the uh, the other league that Star Sports run. Uh, so this is uh, uh, the I League used to be the biggest league, and I used to go and go on practice days. There used to be nobody else, like just to see what they're doing, training, at least get a gauge of who the players are. Unlike cricket, I didn't know too many of them. So it's nothing new for me. Like, you know, this going to training sessions. It's just part of a job. So I just, like, even now, what I tweet out is not things that I will ever use in a copy. If I do that, then I'm doing, that's disservice to my employers. Exactly. Yeah, and to my own self, right? I mean, like the Rishabh Pant example I like giving on day four of the SCG test. I was there. I was watching it. Uh, There are two elements to it. One is... I could have easily just like if I was my like to answer your question if social media mattered so much to me more than my work I would have just tweeted a video of him and like yeah I would have gotten thousands of likes and retweets but have I done my job right no right because my piece is to like you know then I it has a greater impact on the next day on the right platform which is the website Crick Buzz but sir I just want to stop you there because then it it brings me to the point um, you know someone like you know, your employee or whoever's employed another person who's got access to the nets. Um, everything's about, uh, you know, it, it's, it's all about time frame now and it should be the first thing up. Now, yes, your little, you know, quote or whatever you saw or heard, uh, you know, your Steve Smith thing from 2019 Ashes or whatever like that. Now, if somebody had access to it, uh, should the organisation, and I'm not just referring to you uh, here, should the organization be disappointed that because you've held that quote back or what you've seen or held that thing back because you're writing this, you know, 24 hours later when Richard Bunt done something great. Now it, it sounds, it goes great with the story, but, um, and I'm not saying that not, uh, you know, people are not reading it, but if you put it on social media, right. Wouldn't there maybe be more people who would have seen it rather than when they read your piece? Do you, do you get what the answer? Yeah, I don't. Is? No, no. That's the yeah. changing face of uh, journalism, like especially digital journalism. But I mean, I go back to my point. What is my platform as a journalist, as a paid journalist? Is it hmm. Twitter? where I can put anything without any accountability, I can say whatever, and it can get picked up by thousands of other people, which we have seen happen. Like there are times when I see, like I would have posted a picture of something in the nets, um, and then like a few... It gets carried by a big organization or or, a or, big websites. Exactly, or someone else who's nowhere close to Adelaide has tweeted it saying, uh, Virat Kohli in the nets, and it gets millions of likes and retweets and all that. But 
I'm not getting paid to tweet. Like, you know, if I was, sure. then I would get really, really, <laughs> like, you know, offended by it. So my job yeah, is so, still, still to no, hold. Sorry, I was going to. Yeah, Zach. Yeah, I was going to. No, no, I was going to come to that, you know, saying that's not the job. But, uh, like, um, but is there a point where, like, it, you know, and this is a bit of a touchy topic and it depends on where you watch the game and d- different cricket boards. But um, should, a, should a cricket board perhaps be slightly... Uh, or, or not a cricket board, but like a broadcaster, should should they be a little bit ticked off that, you know, these are going on social media? Because we see a lot of people have this question. And I saw this on Facebook the other day when, uh, you know, your cousin Munli Tatik did a great analysis of Ravi Ashwin's bowling. And somebody said, oh, can you record it for me and mm. send it? I said, no, it doesn't work that way because the broadcasters have paid a lot of money, uh, you know, to the BCCI. It's their content. Now, uh, you know, pe- person like Rob Moody, who does a fantastic job with these all these archives and so forth. We want to see that. So yeah. that you know, but in this modern world, we're just uh, like clearly what's happening during the match days is you know we don't touch it. But would there be a, a, a something in the future? Do you see where you know a, a Bharatsundaresan or a, a Gav cannot record something from a net session? Can you foresee that? I definitely can. And if I was a broadcaster. And this is like, you know, me and acting against me, which is Bharat Sundaresan. I would not yes. want Bharat Sundaresan to take a video and like put it up on uh, Twitter, even on practice day. So, I mean, this is a good point also to explain to our listeners that mm. the, the, like, the way it works is that uh, the rules are that you can like be at the Nets record videos uh, on non-match days. But on match days, the entire stadium belongs to the broadcasters. So that's why you will see, whenever you see like me or Gav or Mel or whoever, post a picture on match days, that's because we can't, we're not legally allowed to take a video. Because it's, yes, they might not show everything like someone watching in the, batting in the nets on on TV, but it still belongs to them. Like, you know, they have access to the entire stadium. So it's as... uh, uh, like it's the same as like bootlegging right me going to a cinema hall and like you know like w- recording a movie and like even if it's like a small clip it doesn't have to be the whole movie if I, even if i clip like you know five minutes recorded that's illegal right that doesn't belong to me yeah so it's the same that goes with like what you shoot what you're allowed to shoot even forget about before the match or during the day's play when someone's in the net even after the day's play Till the whole the whole crew has left, you cannot shoot even yes. do like a P two C in most grounds. It's different in different Correct. places. So uh, I think that 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 that's having said that, I definitely do foresee a time not too far in the future where uh, broadcasters are like we pay a lot of money for these broadcast rights, right? To uh, so we need access to everything, and whether we show it or not. We can't have yeah. some other journalists whose job is actually to be in the press box and write about yes. what's happening and attend press conferences suddenly becoming this uh, social media person who people are just going on to his things for free, getting to watch it for free, whereas like that access should belong yeah. to us. So yeah, I don't I, think... I, I, sorry. No, I was going to say, I mean, we saw a little bit of that, uh, you know, where uh, rightfully so, where, you know, uh, and I, I totally agree with you, where the, where the Indian team sort of said, only 10 minutes of viewing, like yeah. uh, viewing in terms of you can record something. After that, you can't take videos. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, at, at the end of the, the there is a bit of a, uh, and, and, and I do know this in the past, where I've been to some, some rugby league training session when I pulled out my camera and a media 
uh, 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 manager would ask me, yeah. you can take photos, but you can't take videos. Yeah. Because what's stopping me from putting like, a, you know, whether that's a soccer team, football team, or even a cricket team, when somebody's practicing a certain strategy and me yeah. recording it and posting it on social media, um, and having the other team or the opponents or other coaches having access to it and then, you know, planning accordingly. Um, so uh, I, I think you've brought in a, you know, a, a completely valid point. Yeah. And going back to the Rishabh Pant example, Gav, like, you know, I'm there. It's still their private space, and which is something that all journalists and anyone who has access, access to the nets should realize. It's still their private space. You are kind of intruding. But it's okay. I mean, it's you're allowed to watch the nets. You can take pictures and videos. But you need to be very, very aware of what pictures you're taking, what videos you're taking, you take, and what you're posting. And there are also times like when I always tell people, like without taking names here, like when a coach walks across to speak to a player, you back off because that's his yes. space. You can't be then leaning in, definitely not taking a picture or a video. But even if you don't, you're not doing that. It's their space. It's their personal space. Like you cannot be there listening to what they're saying. If someone is loud and you overhear something, that's a very different story altogether. But when like, I, this is just like, you know, just basic courtesy, right? Like you give them that space. And and sorry, just on the Rishabh Pan thing, like to get to yeah. what you were saying, what happened that day was while they were, I wrote it all on the next day. So they were pretty, pretty much seeing whether Rishabh Pan would be fit or not. Right. And then they realized at one point he will be fit. And Nitin Patel, the physio, kept saying, oh, man, they're in for a surprise tomorrow. They're in for a surprise tomorrow. So now that's a team strategy. Like, do I have the right to take a video, put it on Twitter and ruin it for them? I don't. Yes. Right. And that's why I didn't even my tweet that day, even though I put pictures, I said Rishabh Pant was in the nets, but his condition still stays uh, I just used the official word, which said, yeah. will bat if necessary. Even though I knew he was going to bat, it, yeah. I can't suddenly be leaking out stuff, which like, you know, for on social media, for what? Like, you know, if I'm writing a piece on it, it's a different story altogether. So I think uh, you need to know where those boundaries are and not just get too excited by uh, likes and retweets as a journalist, especially as a journalist. I think we should be allowed to bowl to them. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> like like twenty seven champions trophy. I know a journalist asked um, when Virat walked into the indoors session when your <laughs> beautiful bowling action was, um, you know, in in, in high definition, yeah. zillions of cameras and frames was. Uh, uh, people were analysing your, your your bowling action when Virat right. walked in. A journalist did, 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 did ask him, did you see us bowl? Um, unfortunately, we didn't get any invitations. So, uh, I know, I know. I, although, although I think, I, I think and I, um, you know, I, there might be times where uh, cricketers might want uh, journalists to bat against certain fast bowlers. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so maybe maybe if they did offer us to bowl, I think it should be the other other way around as well. We should be brave enough to bat. Um, but, and then maybe those videos can go viral on social media. <laughs> yeah, those videos will deserve to go viral. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, no, it, it's 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 a very valid point you bring up. Um, uh, but you know, like you know, we and we'll talk about this sort of topic. Uh, more regularly, I think, as yeah. the test series goes ahead and as our podcast, we don't want to drown people with, you know, what's happening. I hopefully just some of the insights we've given today have been adequate. Um, I just want to talk a little bit about the second test match mm. because uh, we like to think we're two clever minds and give the right predictions like we did last week that possibly India was going to lose that first test. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, a lot of topics been given... Uh, 
is about the pitch now. And given, you know, what we talk, uh, how, you know, again, it's a bit of a conspiracy theory, uh, but how do you prepare for something that do you just, uh, with knowing this Indian team, uh, if you do get a rank turner or if you do get a placid pitch like over the first two days, I mean, what do you think the Indian team, given your, you know, like the, we've been pretty close to watching mm. them, what happens do you think over the, you know, the end of the test leading up to the second test? I think uh, they would have obviously sat and reviewed what, what, what they did. And I think it, it's pretty obvious uh, to most people who watch that game that the problem was not, uh, the pitch, yes, the pitch was flat, but it was a classic Indian test wicket. It was very similar to Chennai from 2016 uh, mm. against the same opposition. The only difference was India restricted England and <laughs> like I restricted is the key word there, restricted England to 470. Here they made 570 and also the time they batted for five and a, or two hour days and a session, almost half a session. And also the fact that they just could not create pressure at the other end. Like uh, when Bumrah, Ishant and Ashwin bowled, it was it seemed like a different match altogether. And and, and on Shabazz Nareem again, like, you know, not to uh, harp on him versus Kuldi, but uh, cricketing logic, right? Yes, he turns it the other way. He has a lot of experience of bowling in Indian or uh, in India on Indian pitches. And the one test he had played before that, he did decently well against South Africa. So they had like uh, uh, they had lots of it go, going for Nadim uh, to be picked. So I think yeah. they just could not create enough pressure. And once you made five seventy, then you just had you had to have one of the top three make a big score or top four in this case, like from uh, Gil, Rohit, Pujara, or Kohli. And once that did not happen, I think India were always going to play catch-up. England were sensational with their plans and how they executed it. So they would have reviewed yeah. all that and maybe it might lead to a change. Maybe I'm guessing Kuldeep Yadav will come in in place of Shabazz yeah. Nadim. I don't see Washington Sundar being left out unless Aksar Patel is fit. Uh, especially yeah. the fact that Washington Sundar made 85 not out in the first innings, kept India in the game. <laughs> so yeah. I don't see any reason for him to be dropped. That's the only change I see. Um, yeah. And I think they they would have gone back to their uh, drawing boards and just said that we just need to make sure if England win the toss again, we know what they're going to do now. They're going to bat time. Yeah. They're going to make sure the game is drawn out. I was reading my uh, colleague Rob Johnston's wonderful piece on Chris Silverwood, which should be up on Craig Buzz now. He talks about yeah. it. That's their strategy. Draw the game out and then like you know, uh, beat the uh, opposition out of the game, bat them out of the game. So they will try that. So I think the secret is to put more pressure on them. Uh, and restrict them to maybe 450, that is, if England yeah. bat first, and then do what you did in 2016. Yeah, I, I and Virat Kohli said that. We lost the game because we didn't score enough runs in the first inning. So, no, you know, let's not bring the pitch and selection and anything into it, which I think was very wise of the captain, I think. You know, yeah. I think he, the cricketing logic, he said it. Um, I, and I think India would go into it more prepared. I, I think... You know, coming. We talked about it last week. Coming from you know Gabba straight into a quarantine again, and it's not. I think they'll have different strategies. They'll, like you said, they'll know what line Dom best bowls. Jack Leach who bowls. You know, I think it's a little bit different to a, a, a left arm spinner bowling. His yeah. his line is more towards sort of, um, you know, off and middle. Yeah. yeah. Um. So when to play through the leg side, uh, you know, and and a lot of people think, uh, you know, 
they'll change their strategies radically. Suddenly they'll start sweeping, play like Joe Root. I think this is one thing we've realised watching cricket from close hands that, you know, no need to actually go and, you know, for Virat Kohli or Pujara to stop, uh, you know, like sweeping, I think. It, it, and I and I think they'll I think India will just come out. I also have as just the way Virat said something in the press conference um, about Joe Root um, and the rest of yes, let's when the ball did turn and bounce, you know, everyone has their doubts. So I, I definitely think there's a, a thing there within Indian camp that they know India uh, England had the best conditions, but they also saw like a bit of chinks in their armory when basically the ball started spinning. And I think that's a confident thing. And person like you know Ravi Shastri and Paratharun and Virat will just go, look, guys, there there is we we, we can expose them. And and I think there were snippets of that in that third innings. And Virat said it, third innings, I think, and fourth innings, which. We played better than them. Yeah, well, no, they they definitely did. I mean, you can look at it and say, yeah, but they bowled out for one ninety odd India were uh, in the second innings, and uh, they lost by a big margin. But yes, I mean, the bowled much better in the second innings. Even Shabazz Nadim, I thought. Uh, and see, like you said, one thing we've seen with Ravi Shastri, Baratharun, and this team management, they don't panic. Uh, I mean, they did not panic after 36 all out, so they're not going to panic after this defeat. <laughs> so uh, I don't see them changing tactics or strategies too much. Um, no. And see, it was always going to be difficult uh, for a team uh, which, like, just two weeks ago was like incredible underdogs. And they, yeah. like, everybody, like, they did something that nobody expected them to do to now then come back to home conditions within two weeks uh, and do something that everybody expects you to do. Which is to dominate an opposition and win because India don't lose too much at home. So I I I, I, I sort of put it as having you know like an exam period over two weeks and your first week of exams is sort of you know maths, physics, chemistry, and <laughs> and English and it's your elective that you don't want like your woodwork or your you know like geography or history or something which you're not interested that that is like one week apart, that exam. So you finish all the big exams, you know you've done well, you know you've passed, you're on a, and then you rock up and you go, oh no, I've just got to do this one exam. <laughs> it almost felt like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, and in that one comment, we just like realised why this podcast is still called Cricket with a Kappa Chai, even though we're both Kappa boys now, since I've moved here, uh, is that geography and history were never electives for us in government schools in <laughs> India, Gab Joshi. We were compulsory subjects. So we did not have the concept of electives. So uh, there you go. Therein lies the difference. But yeah, I think you summed it up well. It's just that uh, India maybe needed that uh, wake-up call, which we predicted will happen. That's a script, the narrative of Indian cricket. Yeah. And uh, we needed this wake-up call as well last week. Uh, and so far, so good. We have woken up to the <laughs> alarm twice in two weeks and recorded this. So, I'm already yeah. looking forward to next Thursday. Uh, awesome. And, uh, and I'm glad. I and mean, we, we want to hear your feedback. Well, um, because, yeah, a lot of things, you know, social media uh, and, and as you've heard, uh, you know, especially uh, my co-host, Bharat doesn't put up <laughs> videos on Twitter <laughs> just because that's his job. His job is to write. So, um, no, and he's, importantly, to all the aspiring journalists, and one day if we will talk about that topic sometime in the next couple of weeks about new journalists asking us questions is yes you do not need social media to do your job that's what i haven't said it i agree to it but even uh you know Barat has said that so social media yep like 
who knows? <laughs> we'll talk about the future of it. But yeah, we're back. Uh, I expect India to uh, draw level. Uh, it's. Uh, I'm glad that you know the first test sort of in a way England won because I think we're in for another fascinating series. Next three days, who's trading, who's not? You know what? Nobody knows because no eyes. And as we've said, no eyes. Bring on more conspiracy theories, I say. But <laughs> but. Nice to uh, be doing this, uh, guys. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on many other platforms. Um, yes, we'll try to promote this one a little bit more during the as the test match uh, comes. But thanks, Bert. You have a good week. Uh, keep posting on social media. Exactly. Um, yeah, that's if, where we're going to yeah. plug this podcast as well on social media. <laughs> but social media is here. Social media is here to stay, guys. But uh, yeah, but journalism is much beyond social media, is what I say. Well said, and we'll catch you guys next week. Bye.